Welcome back to the show, everybody. My name is Dom Fusco, and you are listening to the Pure Ambition Podcast. Today, I am extremely excited for the conversation that you guys are going to hear coming from myself and my good friend, Jonah Mitchell, and his wife, Hannah Montoya. They are a husband and wife duo who specialize in helping people lose fat healthily and sustainably without sacrificing the foods they love. Jonah is a former college football player, certified personal trainer, and nutrition coach. He actually helped me over the past several months put on five pounds of muscle as I was preparing for this football season. His wife, Hannah, handles content creation, marketing and advertising, finance, and all other business entities. They currently run their business remotely as they are traveling around the country and living in an RV with their dog. Pretty awesome, if you ask me. Together, they also host the Fat Loss is Easy podcast and provide incredible value in their Facebook group, Fast and Easy Fat Loss Tips. In this episode, Jonah and Hannah share the reason why they are so passionate about helping people lose fat and enhance their lives and how failed attempts at fat loss themselves led them to this specific niche. We also discuss the struggles as well as the rewards that come from running a service-based business and some of the key things to take into account when working with clients. Jonah and Hannah share some of the struggles they have faced while running a business together and how they have overcome some of these things and grown from these dilemmas that they've been faced. We also discuss imposter syndrome, specifically what to do when you feel it, why it's okay to want to aspire to do more, to be more, to help more people. This is especially true when talking about marketing and advertising for a business on social media. So they talk about some of the things that they've experienced there and how they've overcome that imposter syndrome. This is a jam-packed episode. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this one. I think there's a lot of value there. Jonah has been a friend of mine for the past couple of months. I've really enjoyed working with him, getting to know him and his wife, Hannah, and they are just some of the most genuine people. Super stoked about this episode. You can also find them pretty much everywhere. You can find them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, podcast, TikTok, they're blowing up on TikTok, just giving so much free value out there. So make sure to check out all of the links to their content in the show descriptions. But without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Jonah Mitchell and Hannah Montoya. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I am super pumped to have one of my favorite people on planet Earth, Jonah Mitchell here with me and his beautiful wife, Hannah. Hannah, Jonah, <laughs> pleasure to have you guys on. It's great to talk to you. Thank you, Dom. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, like, thanks for having us. Like we're just now, we're just like, oh yeah, we're this is the first time Hannah's appearing on a on a podcast. Yeah, my she first was, time. Yeah, so <laughs> we were talking about how excited she was. So thank you. My podcast chair. <laughs> <laughs> of course. No, I really appreciate you guys taking the time uh, out of your busy day and you're on the road. Uh, why don't we start with that? How has running a online fitness and nutrition coaching business out of an RV <laughs> on the road been uh, over the past couple of weeks, months, however long you guys have been on the road there? I'll, I'll let you start with this one. To put it simply, it's been an adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we have been on the road full time for almost three months now. We bought a little travel trailer and we, we're from Colorado. And the first place we went to was Washington State because my brother has a farm up there. We were there for about two months and we just left recently. We went through Oregon. We're now in um, like Southern Washington. We're going through Montana here in a few days. And and yeah, it, to me, it's definitely at first it was an adjustment, like coming down to what is essentially living in a box <laughs> and having very lim limited like 
space for anything. Like we really like we went from a closet from like this big massive closet living in a house to each one of our closets is like that big. And so it was like physically, it was a big downsize for us, which was an adjustment first. We really had to make us like question like what we actually need and get rid of the rest. And then as far as running the business, so we've been running online this like the whole time. Jonah had some in-person clients when we left, but after that we went completely online to do this. And, you know, sometimes it's hard on travel days when we're driving like, three to five hours a day. And just yesterday, like I had my laptop in the passenger seat with a hotspot that kept going in and out of, of data. And I'm, I'm like trying to plug in some work here and there. And then when we get there, it takes time to like set up the RV and get settled and then try to find like Wi-Fi connections. And so we ran out of our hotspot data pretty like halfway through the month last month. Yeah. And so for a good two weeks, we were both like, swapping between who worked out of a coffee shop so one of us can stay with our dog and then the other one could go and get work done so it's been a challenge but in in a way that it's made us more like productive and creative and just to kind of piggyback off of off of what she she said I've never traveled in my entire life I grew up in Aurora Colorado and I I swore my entire life that that's all I ever wanted to live in Aurora and just like never leave and then uh, we met in college and she's talked about traveling all the time and she really got me into traveling. So when I started this, the when I started back in April of 2020, um, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I did know that I wanted to be able to do it from wherever I wanted. And with the idea that Hannah had to move into an RV, I was like, yes, like this is where I want to, this is what I want to do. So even though it's been a, an adjustment, it's also been uh, a, the the dream scenario, you know, even when it has its challenges running a business or, or travel, it's, it's so rewarding because we get to pack up and go to a new place. So mm-hmm. um, it has its challenges, but I don't, I, I, I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, like right now we're staying on a, a, a vineyard. There's um, this website that allows RVers to stay on farms and breweries and wineries for free and so we're just staying at this gorgeous vineyard in Washington right now um got to have a wine tasting yesterday and so it's just little experiences that we never would have done if we hadn't you know just packed up and went on the road I mean I mean you guys kind of sound like you're living the dream and (laughs) just by you know by taking these small risks and I know I've, I've talked to you a little bit there's been some bumps in the road along the way in terms of you know the RV and travel and all this and that but Seems like you guys are doing all right. But um, the next question I wanted to ask you guys was, what has the transition been like from mostly in-person to hybrid in-person online to now completely online? So I, I, when I first started doing this, I had zero like interest in online training whatsoever. I was like, how the hell could I possibly like interact with someone online if I'm not seeing them physically? Um, so when I first started, in-person was all I know, all I knew because I had a very limited knowledge and I've been, every day I'm trying to learn something new and I, I've definitely grown a lot since I started from this, um, especially expanding into the mindset and nutrition side of, of my business, which I think is way more powerful because the in-person stuff was really surface level. It was like, all right, I see you two to three times a week and 
like all right we talk about what you could possibly be doing when i'm not seeing you but then they come back they don't see progress in the gym they don't see progress in the mirror on, on the scale i'm like are you doing anything we've talked about during our sessions they're like oh no but i think more working out with you more is going to help mm -hmm. i mean at the time i didn't know the difference but as i continue to get uh, educated in human behavior and nutrition um the idea of going to that hybrid model was like okay you see me once but then the rest of the time, the rest of the time is like I monitor your lifestyle and see how much you're taking care of yourself and all, all these things. It was super awesome. I started seeing more positive change that way. And I started like kind of not hating the in-person because I really do enjoy mm -hmm. being in front of in front of people, but I didn't I wasn't able to make the the changes uh for them or make them see the value, right? So as we transition to all um online those clients that I was seeing in person that that transitioned to all online with me. Um, and I'm I'm getting I've gotten to know them much better now that they're online and I have to do a deeper dive and ask them harder questions other than like we're just talking about like what the lifts are going on today and, and how their how their day's been and just very surface level. So I, from where I started when I became a personal trainer at the very beginning and I made fun of people who are online coaches. I now see like how much of a deeper impact. I mean, there's there's definitely wrong ways you can do this, right? I could just give people terrible cardio sessions, horrible macro profiles, and just say, all right, have fun. But like, it's so much more fun to get to interact with people and get to know them, their family, their 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 what they love and what they deal with on a regular basis. Because then uh, I get to tailor and and uh, programs specifically do them even more. So it's more. Like I, 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 the transition, just to finish my thought here, has been more beyond just like a personal trainer and more of like a, a life coach. And I love every second of it. And it's just, it helps me feel like we're, we're able to make a bigger and stronger impact. You guys make an absolute great team too, I might add. I know, <laughs> I know Hannah has handled a lot of the back end work in terms of like marketing, creative design, all that kind of, all that good stuff. Um, but now you are actually transitioning into being a coach yourself. So what has that been like over the past few months? So um, I did take on a few clients at first because you had to, to get the certification. I really enjoyed the experience. It taught me a lot, but I found that it was simply actually too hard to juggle it all um, from what I'm doing. Because I also do like our financial management, all the marketing management. Like we're, we're actually in the process of hiring someone right now to take the load off. But I was like, you know, like when your attention diverts, when you're in the beginning stages of a business, it really diverts, like a whole section of the business is hurt. So I was like, okay, we need to reevaluate and focus on where our strengths are best. And Jonah's roster, he ended up being able to take on more clients than he thought. So um, we're actually switching a little bit further back to that, which I'm totally okay with because uh, my true passion, I love, love nutrition and health. It's been really important to me my whole life. So that's why I really love what we do, but I'm also really, I really enjoy the creative side of it too, the graphic design, web development, marketing. I, I love all that too. I might, my, my um, business degree is in marketing too. So uh, we're playing to our strengths. Yeah. yeah, it was a very, it was a very interesting, we've, we've, we've definitely crossed in, into each other's realms 
And every time I, I would go to the marketing side or design, I'm like, oh, this is awful. Get me out of here. <laughs> like, just let me coach people. Um, and then she, when she was, she enjoyed her coaching experience a lot. And it gave her a lot more perspective of how much mm-hmm. uh, I do. But because we did those crosses, we now have a much better understanding of yeah. what each of us does and how much we do. Um, and now, like, we have more empathy towards how much the other one does because mm-hmm. she makes my life so goddamn easy. And I don't want to do anything that she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think that's why you guys have, you know, seen such success recently is because, you know, you don't, you know what you're good at, Hannah, you know, what you're good at, and you guys can, you know, kind of divide and conquer. And I think that's just why it's worked so well for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's, so. it's been be, a lot of fun. It'd be a hard job to do on your own, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Those solopreneurs, like I, I admire them a lot, but man, holy crap, that's so much to juggle. And you guys talked about you're in the process of hiring somebody to take over some of the efforts right now. How important do you think, you know, delegation and um, you know, just investing back in your business so that you it makes life a little bit more easier for you so that you can focus on you know, what you're good at. How important is that? <laughs> I like I like to touch on that because it's something our, our business coach, Jason Phillips, has really helped us through. Because when you're first starting a business and you know, we're still young, we still have a lot to learn. You really think about it in a way of like, oh, I do not have enough money to hire someone. Like I need to work hard and to bid my clients, then I can hire someone. And while that that, that's kind of a limited mindset because you need to think of it in a way of like, I may not have the money right now, but when I do hire them, they're going to bring in more money to help me grow more and give me my time back so I can focus on other things. It's also going to help us grow a lot faster. And so that was really like, even when we first made the decision to, to buy in on business coaching, we, we were like, okay, we don't really have the money right now, but we know if we just like figure it out, it's going to help us like grow so much faster and so that's kind of in the learning curve for me it's also been like when you when you start something and you put your heart and soul into it and the idea of like giving it the reins to someone else is the most terrifying thing ever because i mean even when we first started we we were we were at each other's throats a lot of the time (laughs) because like we were on the same page but like had different ideals of how things could get done and it was because we both wanted this to be so good uh, and so well ran that we weren't able to properly communicate to each other. So we, we weren't able to, at the time, like communicate the division yeah, and roles. Yeah, yeah. And so we kept trying to like get into each other's spaces and it created a lot of conflict at first. And yeah. then we had finally had a conversation like, here's a list of what I do. Here's a list of what you do. Like, we can help each other, but yeah, like let the other person be the leader of that. Yeah. So that lesson we learned within ourselves is now diverging out as we understand we're not good at everything in this. So the idea of bringing someone else on kind of scares me still, but we know that once we drew that line with us, with ourselves, things got a lot smoother and our relationship got a lot better and our business started to grow and, 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 and be able to help more people. So now that's the same kind of logic we, we're having is, is even though we, we didn't think we're ready. And even though like, this is, this is our baby, like we need help. <laughs> it's so much like we, we can only do so much and we, with everything that we have going on. Like if someone can do it better than us and, and make sure that we, we can help more people. then then that's how, that's kind of how, why this conversation to even start hiring has come up. And we're excited because 
we're going to do our first hire and hopefully they can become more of a full-time person. And then we start to build a, a, a team and uh, it's been, it's been exciting. We've been in business a little over a year and a half right now. Yeah, pretty, we're a COVID business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like now that it's growing more than just like getting more clients and creating more client results, it's now growing to, to within the team. And I'm really like, looking forward to be able to not only coach my, my clients, but able to coach people to be better coaches. Like, I think that's what I really want to transition to uh, in the future is be a, a, a leader of, of my team to help, help more people, help, help more people. And you guys, so Jenna, the last time I talked to you and, or the last time I interviewed you and when we first got connected, your niche was, uh, it was going to be athlete for life. So like mm -hmm. athletes, you know, who were struggling to find their identity um, and you were helping them out with that. And you've since transitioned to um, kind of like fast and easy fat loss. And, um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong there or if the niche is even more niche down, but uh, you know, what made you guys switch niches and you know, how, what spurred that? And, you know, yeah, just, just take me through that transition there of, of switching niches. Yeah, that was uh that was a very hard, very hard transition. Um, mainly because I found that even though I resonated with the athlete lifestyle so much, um, I've always kind of been the oddball in, in like on my teams where like, I'm a very, like, very quiet, very like, get my, get my, get my stuff done without like, really like, there was no rah, rah, like that didn't excite me. Like doing my job very, uh, very efficiently was, was my, was my, like, that was my thing. And then as I transitioned into the business owner, I was like, I help, I was a former athlete. I could help other former athletes who struggled so much. I found that like my messaging wasn't really connecting with the person that I wanted to work with. Right. It was a lot of people. And I mean, you're an athlete right now and you know, some of your teammates who are like the uncoachable kind, like they're like, Oh, okay. I don't really need your help. Just give me what I need. And they'll kind of take with it and run. Um, and that there was a lot of stubborn stubbornness I found when I was kind of speaking to that athlete for life um, um, kind of mentality. It was like people who just wanted workout programs and not actual like sust sustainable change over time. Yeah, they, they had the sense that, you know, I've been doing this my whole life. I, I played in college. I know what I'm doing. Just give me a little bit of direction and then leave me alone. Yeah. And that was really frustrating for me because like I could see how many things they were doing wrong or they weren't really allowing me to intervene. Like, hey, this is what we want to do with your nutrition. And they're like, I don't want to track calories. I just want to work out more. It's like, can I have six days a week? I'm like, no, you cannot have six days a week. And it was just, it just, it, it caused a lot of stress on me because I was working with people that weren't resonating with what I wanted to do. So then the tra we transitioned a couple of times, actually. Um, I can't remember what, what it was after, um, athlete for life because I think it was just kind of like limbo for a little while before we went into the 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 hook of fast and easy fat loss um and because we started speaking in a way that we don't just care about the physical transformation right we we want to transform people's lives their relationships with themselves their food and and being able to communicate our own struggles our own shortcomings and talking about how we we we're just regular people you know and the, that that kind of language really helped 
build that niche for us. Um, and you know, and then the, the fast and fast and easy. Like we really, our our mission was to make it very simple because there's just so much information out there. It's very overwhelming. Joan and I have both personally been trying to, well, like before our wedding, we're trying to lose weight and. Um, I did keto, he did intermittent fasting. We did all these different things and still wasn't working. So we were in that shoes of like, there's so much out there. Then you try it all, it doesn't work. You blame yourself and it's just, it's too complicated. And so we really wanted to make sure like, if you come to us, we're going to make it very simple, very easy to follow. And we're going to get you to the goal without all the bullshit. Yeah, and the fast, the fast part, part that is really like people start and stop without any consistency. You know, so if we can make it simple and easy to understand, the results will come faster than if they were constantly Googling workouts mm -hmm. or, or new diets or new fads. So it, it became how we got here to just finalize, finally answer the question. Um, it was a lot of learning, a lot of stress. And once we realized that we can't pretend and like it, it, if we're talking to the wrong person, we can't really grow or, 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 or help the people that we truly want to help. Um, so we had to get real clear what we wanted to do, who we were as people. And, and then that, that messaging started attracting the people who, who, who we could help the, the best. So how do you attract these people and then, you know, draw them in, get them to hire you guys, and then also keep them? Because, you know, that's just such a huge part of it. It's like, oh, yeah, you can become a coach. But it's like, you, you don't really talk about attracting the clients. Like You yeah. can get plenty of eyeballs. You can get plenty of interaction on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, whatever it is, but it's, you know, what are those eyeballs doing after, you know, after they see you? So how have you guys been able to, you know, generate leads, um, keep doing outreach and then retain those uh, people as customers? Yeah. That has gotten, that has definitely gotten better. That was always the part, part I struggle with the most um, is, is the marketing side, the outreach. Um, and so you know, when it comes down to it, it's really about building trust, right? Like, they, we might, they might see us on TikTok or, or social media or get on our email list or whatever. And they're still like, who are these strangers that, you know, we, we all want to protect our money because everyone wants to take our money. So we have to understand that they don't trust us. And we totally understand that. And so it's about a matter of, of building trust. So say they resonate with a message on our social media. Then the next step is like, hey, we have this free email course you can download. And then we give them, we just like pound them with information that's going to help them. And then, oh, here's a free nutrition guide you can read through. Pound them with the helpful information. And they're like, okay, maybe I can trust these people. Maybe they do know what they're talking about. Maybe I can give them a shot. And so the, the lead nurture process, it can take anywhere from like a couple of weeks to even like a year. Like we, we have a, another coach friend who said, I've been nurturing this client or this prospect for over a year before they decided to buy from me. And so that's all it really is, is like, we're really big believers on like, just giving information, giving helpful stuff. Even if like we were on a phone call and they they aren't wouldn't wouldn't really be a good fit for a client, we'll still give them all the information they need to to go on and do it themselves. And so we're really big on like just give, 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 get them to trust you. If they're a right fit, then they're going to want to reach out and work with us. Yeah, I'd rather give everyone. I like giving people things because if I could solve their problem right then and there, then they're more likely to be like, okay, maybe this guy actually is the piece that I was missing. And then when we have opportunities like challenges, free courses or anything like that, then again, more establishing trust and, and then how we keep them uh, when, when we do establish that trust and they finally 
feel like they, they, they trust us enough to talk to us, to work with them. And talking about oh, someone's fitness weight loss journey is a very scary and, and, and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ex- not exposing, but um, vulnerable. vulnerable. Thank you. Very <laughs> vulnerable state of being for, for someone, especially people who've struggled with it for 10 plus years, even, even longer than that. You know, I know people in their 60s and 70s who have struggled with weight loss their entire life, you know? So getting them to even get to a phone call for us to even have the opportunity to say, this is how we help people. You know, it, it is a, once we get them to establish that trust that we're not trying to, to scam them, once we have them, once we, once, once we can get them to commit to us in this process, I, I, I simply plot out their entire like six months to a year process and tell them that I'm here with you every step of the way, you know, and, and once we know what their, what their goals are and we understand why that they're, that, that, that they're, that's their goal. And that's the really important piece is rem- reminding them that why they're doing this matters them more than, more than just the very superficial base level. Like I would just want to be healthier. You know, it's like it, you have to get down to the root cause of these. Once they, I help them connect or we help them connect to that. And we plot out the course, like, this is what we expect on your journey. Right here, this, we're going to get this win. We're going to get this win. This, we're going to get this win. And then we enter a diet phase. And, like, we, we plot out the course so they know every step of the way what they should expect. That's, that's what really has helped us continue to keep clients for six-plus months uh, on, on their journey. Uh, after, after they find us skeptical, trust us, talk to us. And then that's that's kind of how the the, the process has, has been shaping out. Yeah, and then keeping them. Obviously, you just have to be good at what you do. Like yeah, if that's you're, the biggest. Piece. You're a coach in the space, <laughs> and you're not getting right. results. You're not delivering it for your clients. You're going to be found out pretty quickly. So you have to like stay on top of your game and make sure you're getting those results and making your clients happy, giving them wins along the way. Because other than that, they're they're going to want to leave. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you guys have really spent a lot of time in developing a system that works, you know, like that's, that's what it seems like to me. And, you know, I just know from experience from working with you past couple of months, John is like, you were just constantly wanting to give me stuff, wanting to give me uh, knowledge, you know, things that you wish you would have known when you were my age. So, um, you know, I really appreciate that. And then I really appreciate that that's kind of the way that you operate in your business as well as just trying to provide more and more value for people and not just focus on bringing in more dollars for yourself, but just giving more value in that in turn, like you help them, they help you. So, you know, I think that's just, that's one of the reasons why I want to get into this business as well. But mm-hmm. when you were first starting out, what were both of you guys, you know, what was a big mistake you made uh, back then? Yeah, <laughs> the way you look at me, it's like, oh, which one? But, you know, what's something that stands out that you look back now that, you know, if you could go back and um, both of you guys, like, tell your yourself in the past, like, you know, to avoid or like something that a mistake you made, what would that have been? Okay, I'll let you go. If you have one off the top of your head, because I have a lot, I need to sift through one. <laughs> yeah, the first one that came to mind for me is just to not get comfortable. So when we had first hired our business coach, we put to put to action everything he taught us. And we saw like a huge influx of clients, you know, money was coming in. We're like, this is awesome. We're obviously so great at this. And then it all came to like a grinding halt when we decided to get comfortable and 
and not try as hard. We, like thing, leads are just coming in naturally. And then we decided to stop trying and then assuming that they're going to keep coming in and they didn't. And so, um, and then we had to dig ourselves out of a little of a hole. And so I think that's a big lesson I would tell my younger self starting this is like, even when things are going good, don't get comfortable because it can be taken away just like that. And so keep working, keep grinding and keep providing value. Uh, but I think the one that I kind of want to piggyback off of is or more and more like, I still struggle with this one, but if I would have had at least a year and a half under my belt at practicing this, it would have been so much easier right now, but really focusing on one thing at a time. And this kind of relates to like anything that we have going on in our lifestyle, right? If we're always, we're always looking 10, 10 feet ahead of us instead of like what's right in front of us. Um, we're, we're, we're always going to be in this anxiety, this lack of, of, of state, this lack, lacking state of mind. Um, and in the beginning, like in the beginning, it was, it was mainly all, all me because Hannah still had her full-time job. Um, and I was just scouring the internet how to do this all the time. And I saw like, oh, you got to build the programs. You got to, you got to be the social media influencer. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I was like, where do I just like, where's ground, where's, where's ground zero? Like, where's the base level that I need to even get in this, this place. And, and if I were to go back and to tell myself to focus on one thing, it was like, learn your stuff. Like that is the biggest, like that's level one, learn your stuff what are you going to talk about and talk about that better than anyone else and once you can talk about that better than anyone else then reach out and say like hey i want to help someone do this you know and then prove to other people build that social proof like that one step at a time instead of looking at oh this person is is has hundreds of client results like why do should i even start you know like right then and there is matter matters more than what's 10 steps ahead and this is an analogy i use a lot with my clients is like when they're, when they're in their journey and they're not seeing the scale go down as fast, right? And I, and I tell them like, we're not, the, the first phase usually isn't, we're not even talking about weight loss yet. But when you're driving, do you look at the car that's 20 spaces ahead of you? Probably not, right? Because then you're missing what's going to happen, what's right in front, you're missing that front car. So that's people who, who start a journey and all they do is look at the scale, look at the scale, look at the scale, and it's not moving the way they want them to. They're not confronting that, the lack of sleep, the lack of the lack of nutrition, or or anything that goes into a fitness and health journey. So same thing with really anything, like in a business. If you're looking at what everyone else has and what you don't, then you're going to hit the car in front of you, crash and swerve off the highway, and then you're not going to get to where you want to go. So that's probably the the biggest. If I could go back, that would be how I'd bonk myself on the head and say, "Worry about this one thing right now." What is the biggest myth in terms of fat loss? That and then what is, you know, kind of the biggest myth in just the industry in general or starting a business, if that makes sense? Yeah, I'll start with the biggest myth in fat loss is that there's one piece, one problem, there's one thing that someone hasn't been doing or paying attention to. That is the reason why they got fat or they can't lose fat. Right. So blaming uh, a certain food or a, a group of foods blaming uh, or saying that they're not doing this workout program or this style of training that's why they're not losing it and it really the the whole point of of a journey is to figure it out for yourself you know and it's not it's so much easier to have to have someone say it's just because you eat carbs that's why you got fat right like that's that drives me up a wall because i used to think that way i used to monitor my carbon take i didn't even know what carbohydrates were 
but I heard so many times on the internet and all these things that carbs makes you fat. And when I when that when I figured out that it doesn't and that it's like total caloric uh, intake in a day, it, it shattered my world. And I figured out that you could lose weight eating whatever you wanted, you know. And like we would rather those be more nutritious foods. But anyway, to kind of finish that <laughs> that that thought, it's like. It's not one thing that you've been doing wrong or one thing that you've been eating. It's it's usually a a, a group of of behaviors or or lack of understanding or awareness that has really put someone there. And that's the hardest part to get to connect to someone like in marketing when they don't they don't really trust us is like it's not just the carbs. It's your behaviors, it's your lack of awareness and understanding. So I think I hope that answers your question. I think that's the biggest myth um, when it comes to the fat loss side. What do you think about the business side? Um, I think a big myth I hear, I guess, particularly for anyone in the online fitness coaching space is that you have to have a lot of followers in order to have a lot of money. Mm. And um, that's really not the case. It took us a long time, almost this whole year and a half to really build up Jonah's Instagram page. And we just barely crossed a thousand. We were like celebrating and, and we realized like, just because... <laughs> Just, yeah just because you get followers does not mean just because you don't have like 100,000 followers or million followers like all these influencers like you do not have to be an influencer to have a successful business and you as long as you're providing a valuable experience and resonating with your target client they're going to spread the word they're going to talk about you I'm going to share you with with other friends or refer you out and then you keep growing that way so Focus less on the vanity metrics of social media than, and focus more on providing a valuable business experience. Going back to your question about the biggest mistakes <laughs> you mentioned, uh, another one would be stop worrying about the vanity metrics, followers, likes, all that stuff, because that was something that would like legitimately kick me in the teeth. And I would feel just, I would take so personally if I wasn't getting a, like over 50 likes. And I still don't do that. And we've been doing this for over a year now. And you know what? I have... I have, I work with people that I genuinely enjoy working with and I, I get to make a very big impact for them. So like another, another mistake is like, don't just put your message out there. Don't worry about who likes it, who's not liking it. Just keep putting your mm -hmm. message out and there. And be consistent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big one. Consistency. It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. I love that just because I, when I started putting content out too, that's all I cared about was how many likes something got, how many followers I had. And I think that's just the nature of, you know, society today is you just, it's like in our human DNA to like compare ourselves to others. And, you know, that comes back to like the whole, what your body looks like and, and versus like how you actually feel. And so like the comparison to others, you know, I, I love that you guys just brought that up because that's just true in, you know, every, in every walk of life, what excites you moving forward? You guys have, have accomplished so much uh, in the past, you know, year and a half, two years or so. Um, you're on an adventure right now. You're able to run your business remotely. You're traveling the country with your dog, which is awesome. Um, you're just getting to meet all these amazing people, do these amazing things. What, ex what excites you besides that? <laughs> what doesn't excite me? <laughs> you know, there's something that I do tend to struggle with a lot and that's being like content with like being happy with what we've been able to build so far. Um, but like that, like being able to work on that, being able to take my shortcomings and say, hey, like, it's okay. Like be happy with where you're at, but never be satisfied. Like, like we've, we've learned that lesson. 
So it, it, the the opportunity to grow excites me because even I'm not perfect. I'll have my days where I'll be lazy. I'll have my days where I'm not on top of my my routines or my rituals that I do to keep my own mental health. Um, but the opportunity to catch yourself in those behaviors and and really like align back in with that that, that inner that part of you that really wants to shine, right? Because I, I firmly believe there's two versions of all of us. There's our higher self, right? And everyone knows that one. And then there's that that version of us that wants to keep everything the same. And that's that's a, that person, that lower self always like tends to be the more, the louder one in us, that, that fear of judgment or, or judges themselves or fear of failure, fear of success. And we, we know we have so much more opportunity that we can give so much more and, and yet, because we live in a society of comparing people, um, it, it, it does kick us back to that lower self and then frustration, all these things. So anyway, the biggest thing that excites me is the opportunity to grow, not only uh, as a business, but as a person and, and, and as, as a coach. And like, because of like, if I'm always chasing growth, that will improve my relationship with Hannah. If I'm always chasing growth, that will improve my relationship as a business owner. If I always can continue to grow, I'll just be a good, a, a better all a better overall person and that will increase our amount of opportunities to travel more to to build a life that we want to live and 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 yeah that's that that's my answer to that question (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i i definitely agree it's about the just keep growing keep pushing yourself joan and i look at the first first form hq and we're like what if you know like one day and you know that's and in his okay. office, we're like, that's like on our vision board right there. And so it's like a daily visualization for me. And yeah, <laughs> and, you know, being so young in our mid twenties here, it's like, we still have, you know, hopefully a lot of, lot of time left to really grow ourselves and grow our businesses. And we've been very fortunate enough to have a lot of great teachers and coaches along the way. And so, um, yeah, just who knows, just keep pushing. I love that. Uh, always keep growing. That's one of the yeah. things that I keep telling myself every day. Just get a little bit better each day. Be better than you were yesterday. And, you know, you're going to have your days where, you know, your diet's not on point. You don't get as much sleep as you would want. You know, just keep moving forward. Just be mm-hmm. be, be okay with that. And know that you're not perfect. So um, I love that there. Uh, one of my last questions for you guys is something that I ask all of my um, all of my guests since I've rebranded is, what does the word ambition mean to you and how does it come into play in your daily lives? How do you implement it into your daily lives? What is, comes to mind when you hear that word ambition? That kind of, I've had this inner challenge with myself because there's a lot of times where I'll get in my own way and feel like I'm being too ambitious. And then I will like, you know, the meme that you're, he's riding his bike and he takes a stick and he throws his, <laughs> the stick in, the, in his front spoke and he flips over. Like that, like kind of going back to what I said about your higher and lower self, like if I push too hard and I get too ambitious and I start seeing all the, like the, the possibilities of like what we can build as, as, a, as a couple, as a business, and that, that excitement and ambition, it kind of scares me because um, there is a, a part of me that is kind of scared of succeeding you know but that's going back to what I said about about growth like it's it's okay like many people who who are who find success they had no idea what the hell they were doing didn't know it it wasn't a matter of who they were at the time it was it was it was a matter of who they had to become to sustain that success so when I hear the word ambition it it 
it gives me a, a, a bit of anxiety because I'm so hyper aware of my own shortcomings, but I know I can continue to make progress in the right direction to live that ambitious life of, of make, helping people in more ways than, than one. Um, and then being able to take care of her when we want to start a family or anything like that. It's, that's what I, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, when the first thing that came to my mind when I said ambition is vision. I think in order to have that ambition, you have to have some sort of vision of where you want to go. Like if you have that hunger, that drive to keep growing, you have to know where that is going. And so if, if I don't know, if you're lacking an ambition, maybe you're lacking the vision, but my vision makes me ambitious. <laughs> I love that. And I think you guys have a great vision. Um, you're trying, you are, you're not trying to, you are changing so many people's lives. You're giving so much value. You've helped me so much. I'm so grateful for our friendship and you know, being introduced to you, Hannah. I uh, can't wait to finally meet you guys in person. But other than that, where can people find you, consume your content and just get a bunch of free value? And, you know, who knows, maybe even hire you guys to, to help them on their own journey. That's exciting. Uh, so thank you for letting us do this. So um, we're both on Instagram. I'm Joan Mitchell underscore fitness. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, my Instagram is not that important, but we do it also have a, we have a Facebook group. Um, if you'd like to join that, we provide, we go live in there every single week. We do giveaways every Friday in there. We do, we just like pound people with helpful information in our Facebook group. So if you look it up, it's called Fast and Easy Fat Loss Tips. Um, just request access and, and we love to provide value for you in there. And then follow me on TikTok at Joan Mitchell um and i have a podcast the fat loss is easy podcast and i think that's all the big ones these guys are everywhere go give them a follow and go get some free value guys thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and i cannot wait to see what you guys do in the future thank you don we Thanks, appreciate don. it